Welcome to Whenever Worship with Washington Farm United Methodist Church. Our daily life can make it hard to connect with God at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Whenever Worship helps you connect whenever you can, wherever life takes you with patterns of prayer, reflection, and conversation that will help you lift your heart up in all of the ways that we live out our lives as people of a living faith in a living God. Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. There was morning and there was evening, male and female, darkness and light, flesh and spirit, heaven and earth, unbelief and faith, hands and feet. One of my favorite poets, Jericho Brown, wrote of another favorite poet of mine, a houseman, that that one of the secrets to Houseman's saturated poetry is the way he employs something called polysyndeton. Now, this is a a literary stylistic scheme that, that reflects the deliberate insertion of conjunctions, like for instance, the word and, uh, for the purpose of slowing up the rhythm of prose in order to produce an impressively solemn note. Uh, The word polysyndeton is Greek, like most of my favorite words, and the poly means many, while syndeton means bound together. This stylistic device uses the conjunction to to add rhythm and to also create a merism, which is a rhetorical device that that combines two contrasting parts of a whole uh, to refer to that whole. Now, Wikipedia tells me that that a great example of a merism is that if I wanted to say, for instance, that I I searched everywhere for something, uh, I might say searched high and low. I think that both of these devices make make for better writing and for better speech making. And I must be right uh, because the Bible is chock full of them. Uh, Paul was especially fond of merism. And that means for me, I must be on the right track. But here's the thing. We get into habits where we don't read or hear the polysyndeton and the merism. And instead, we, we, we just hear these two contrasting things and think that we're, well, we're only talking about two contrasting things. We, uh, we hear hands and feet and, and think we're only meant to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We hear heaven and earth and, and we come to think that these are very different places. We hear flesh and spirit, and we think that these things are are separate from each other. We hear morning and evening, and we forget that there's a whole lot of day to our days. And we hear beginning and end, and, and we forget that there's a whole lot of life to our lives. And I wonder, I mean, I really wonder if some of our modern struggles don't don't stem from having lost sight of of the syndeton of of the merisms of God. Remember the the polysyndeton invites us to pause in the conjunction 
in the conjunction. And yet in our lives, the, the conjunction becomes the indication of, of continuity. It, it becomes the thing that, that keeps us going on and on and, and on, like the Energizer Bunny without a period. You know, a, a few weeks, a few days ago, Facebook reminded me that, that I have six events happening this weekend, six events over two days. And, and Facebook wasn't even tracking the two papers that I need to write for next week, this reflection or a funeral that I need to do, or any of the other activities that, that relate to being a mom of two kiddos or the wife of an active duty soldier. Can you, can you relate? I mean, maybe instead of papers for you, it's, I don't know, appointments or volunteer hours, or, or maybe it's just even your, your day to day job. You know, I, I see a meme on Facebook that pops up quite a bit in my feed that, that says something like in 1960, a, a person could purchase a home on a full-time job that paid minimum wage. Well, today, especially where I live here in Northern Virginia, it requires two full-time incomes. I mean, in, in 1960, you could leave your place of work and go home on a Friday and for most jobs, be pretty confident that work wasn't going to contact you again until you walked in the doors on Monday morning. But with the advent of email and mobile phones with, with more computing power in one app than anyone ever dreamed was possible when the first computer was leased to businesses in, in 1956, well, there is this, this expectation that, that when you leave work on a Friday afternoon, you might see the email your boss sends you at, at 2 p.m. On, on a Saturday and be expected to reply. It, it's not a stretch to say that we're caught up in a, in a way of being that, that has made Ferris Bueller's famous line a, a given truth, right? Life moves pretty fast, he said. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. And we're afraid of of missing it. FOMO, fear of missing out, is, is not just a great marketing ploy from Verizon and, and commercials featuring J.J. Watt. It, it's a real thing. And, and we live in a world where people selling cars, selling TVs, selling phones, selling computers, selling, I mean, well, selling anything, hyper-focus on this fear in order to, to sell us more stuff. But it, it's also the driving force that, that leads us to put incredible emphasis on the, the high points of, of life, on, on the births, the baptisms, the weddings, and the funerals, and forget that, that a life of faith incorporates all of these things, but, but is also about so much more than just these moments at my wedding, I hung this really lovely sign that said, life isn't about the number of breaths we take, but the number of moments that take our breath away. It's a, it's a lovely sentiment. And, and let me tell you, it made for the best backdrop uh, for, for photos. But to be honest, Life really isn't about the moments that take our breath away. It's about the way we breathe and live our normal, everyday, humdrum lives. 
But when we rush from high moment to high moment to high moment, we, we get caught up seeking more high moments. We, we get this kind of laser tunnel focus on that search and, and we, we forget to breathe. I mean, is it any wonder, I wonder, that the, the self-care industry is a $450 billion market? As a people always on the go, we're a people desperate for the space to take a breath. And, and so a whole industry has, has blossomed, I mean, almost overnight to offer us plenty of, of highly scheduled ways for us to do that. We can sign up for yoga classes, art classes, meditation workshops. We can schedule our manicures and tea times or or our golf lessons and tea times. Uh, people, people are always asking me, are you making enough time for self-care, Alyssa? Uh, one evaluation that I remember from a professor last year told me that I needed to take more time for self-care. I mean, as if by by paying for a babysitter and going to the nail salon or or the masseuse is is going to fix a world that that moves so fast we we can't breathe. Because if we're if we're really honest, it won't. Instead of fixing it, the, the self-care industry just slaps some pretty nail polish on the brokenness of the world and tries to call it done. But, but God, though, God calls us out of the world so that we might do something more than, than just offer ourselves a gift card to a masseuse or the putting green. God calls us out of this world so that, that we might live with the intention of making the world different from what it is now. Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. God's polysyndeton is designed to slow us down, to, to help us pause, to, to give us space to breathe. God is not only the beginning and the ending of all things. God is, in fact, all things. God is before our beginning and after our ending. And, and God is in between our beginning and our ending. In the story arc of our lives, God is literally the ark. Instead of rushing from the beginning past the conjunction so we can get to the end, God invites us into a space of pause so that we can wonder at all of the ways in which God is working in us and around us and between us and through us and with us. God is inviting us into the moment of and. The conjunction may not take our breath away, but that's because God's created this space so that we can feel our breath fully. That's the, that's the purpose of Advent. In, in the rush, 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 we, we are invited to pause, to light a candle, to hold this piece of bread and this cup of juice for just a moment longer, 
to savor their tastes in our mouths, to connect with our breath as we wait in prayer, to pray together as a community after we have communed at the communion table. We are a people desperate for peace, and we've forgotten that God has always and already created a space for us to come and find the quiet center. So hear the words of this beautiful song, Come and Find the Quiet Center. Come and find the quiet center in the crowded life we lead. Find the room for hope to enter. Find the frame where we are freed. Clear the chaos and the clutter. Clear our eyes that we can see all the things that really matter. Be at peace and simply be. Silence is a friend who claims us, cools the heat and, and slows the pace. God it is who speaks and names us, knows our being, touches base, making space within our thinking, lifting shades to show the sun, raising courage when we're shrinking, finding scope for faith begun. In the spirit, let us travel, open to each other's pain, let our lives and fears unravel, celebrate the space we gain. There's a place for deepest dreaming. There's a time for heart to care. In the spirit's lively scheming, there is always room to spare. There is always room to spare in God's polysyndeton. Don't rush God's conjunctions, hurrying from one pole to the other. But in the space that God offers you this Advent, let us travel in the spirit and celebrate the space we've gained by, by worshiping more fully, spending less, giving more, and truly, truly loving all. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Whenever Worship for this reflection on Revelations chapter 1, verse 8. Join us next time as we reflect on what the Incarnation truly means for us today.